0: welcome back to caffeine confessionals oh that feels good to say again my name is Alan Aguirre, and I'm joined by my lovely co-host the southern Luke Muncie
1: what's up guys
0: the Vermontian Zoe Trimboli
2: hi everyone
0: I'm stumbling because I'm a bit rusty here we haven't talked about the challenge in three weeks uh, part of it was holidays part of it was traveling and just there's just been a lot going on uh, so apologies we haven't been on and' we're, you're not even gonna get a full recap episode this week because I don't know life just happens but I felt bad that we hadn't talked on this podcast in like three weeks and I, you know, hadn't seen your beautiful faces and stuff like that. So we're here just to talk about general stuff that's been going on in the challenge the last few weeks. Uh, The aftermath of episode nine, which we just watched Ryder Dice episode nine. How are you guys feeling right now?
1: We're in a season like I feel like this always happens no matter what version this is. I feel like tonight's episode laid good groundwork for the episodes to come. But this is one of those episodes like a couple of years ago during Double Agents there are a few 60 minute episodes this could have been a 60 minute episode. Uh,
2: yeah. <laughs> I'm excited about the team challenge aspect of it. I've always loved a good team challenge season. I thought War of the Worlds 2 had potential for like to be a really great season. I think it was a great season. I just didn't love the outcome. <laughs> um but yeah, I love team challenges and I think because of the theme of this season has potential to make it really messy
1: i i agree i was just gonna say like i feel like even the last three minutes of the episode like showed that people i mean the rider dies it's really testing how much they really are rider dies because spoiler most of them aren't it's just gonna be a fun dynamic to see because are they really gonna try to save the person they came with or are they gonna think strategically about themselves because personally i'd be all about myself
0: for sure. I mean, we made jokes the whole season about Jordan and Issa and them, you know, being rivals who are ride or dies. But then you have like Fessy, who's literally like saying it out loud, like, well, how much ride or dies are some of we? I mean, like, does he just hit a right because she's like, oh, she's fit and she can run alongside me, which they did in this episode. But once they're split up, it's like, how how true are those bonds?
1: Yeah, I mean, now that she can't be an asset for him, it would not shock me if he targeted her.
2: As a Nani fan, I'm really excited because I think this protects her more than anything else because she has so many people that are willing to ride for her. Um, but I don't think everyone else is going to be that lucky. No.
1: And I, this is a little out of left field, but like today's episode, Nani and Johnny shit the bed on the daily. But like, I, I'm not going to say it was intentional because I think that might give teams too much credit and they perform poorly. But like they are in no place to have to make big decisions. Like it it makes perfect sense to them not to make power moves because they are on nobody's radar.
2: Which is crazy.
1: It, It is very difficult because like, how do we,
0: how do we talk about these daily challenges when so many teams like don't have to care, but then you have teams who really do have to care. And so many people have to make a name for themselves in them. It's, it's hard to, try to rank teams based on that, because I think Devin and Tori are in a similar boat, where, where they're obviously a very strong team, but they haven't always had to win, and, you know, along with Bananas and Ani. Uh, I'm, personally, I'm not a fan of the team twist. I like a good team season, but it's it's the same problem I had with Spies, Lies, and Allies last season, where things were starting to get a little bit interesting and spicy. Um, You remember that elimination between Jeremiah and Amber and Corey and Bettina, and that was a good elimination. That was actually a good elimination, They were like, she was going to steal CT. He was going to steal Casey. And then suddenly the eliminations were going to get interesting. Like people were going to start throwing in vets against vets and trying to put weak players with strong players. And they're like, all right, we're not going to do that anymore. It's going to be teams so that we can make sure the people we want to win, the people we're invested in go as far as possible. And that's what I kind of feel like this is.
1: Yeah. I'm rewatching that season as I run on the treadmill. And that just happened today as I was running. And it's like so obvious that it's a move to protect certain people which I understand from, from a production aspect, like you want to do that. It feels like that now too, just because the options are so limited. I, I, I do think based on things that we've heard, they're like this ride or die thing is still going to play into some of the decisions they make. So I think that could be a fun little twist to it. But I get what you're saying. Like Fessy and Mariah would have put in some big names and it would have been interesting. But I, I guess the twist keeps it spicy or that's their intention.
2: Yeah, or like Alan said, it's directly avoiding the spice by protecting Bananas and Nani, by protecting... Who else would they be protecting? Uh,
0: Devin and Tori. I mean, those are people that just get, like, they get confessionals for, like, no reason. I mean, a, a big part of this show is they... I can tell you from, like, blogging over years, like, there are certain names. if I blog about them, they get way more blog views than other people. And they think if Bananas is on the screen, they're getting a certain amount more viewers, a certain amount more traffic. And that's what they care about. I mean, War of the Worlds 1 was a great season, but that was their ultimate nightmare. When they lost Bananas and CT and Ashley in consecutive weeks, and that was a good season, and but when, they lost. Yeah. They, and, they, and they lost them, and they're like, oh, my God, we just lost, like, a quarter million dollars in appearance checks and they're not even going to be in the halfway point of the season that's their ultimate nightmare that's why they invest in so many rookies because the rookies are cheap and they can just get rid of them these people they spend all the money on they want to keep them as long as possible because that money isn't changing
1: yeah and i have to say like at this point based on the past several episodes a name they need there is jordan like he is providing drama strategy gameplay and it's like We've said this for weeks, so forgive me for saying it again. Like we're on the Jordan train, <laughs> and okay, I'm not gonna go through all the names, but I didn't realize how young Jordan is. Like he's younger than Jay.
0: Yeah, no. Uh, back when the Young Bucks were happening on Thirty Thirty, he was like making fun of them. He was like the Young Bucks. I'm younger than all of those. All he he called I think called them the Young B words. He, he was like he's like I'm younger than all of them.
1: And maybe it's just because, like, he's so good and he's won so many times that it, like, elevates my mind age-wise. But, like, he is in his prime still.
2: That's exactly what I was going to say. He's still in his prime. And he's been around for such a long time because his real-world season was such a long time ago. But the real world was casting people that were 21 or younger at that time. Like, one of my friends was just talking to me about... Laguna Beach the other day and how they're all drinking on camera. And I was like, yeah, MTP was casting 18 year olds on the real world and saying, yeah, go to a bar. We don't give a shit.
1: Yep.
0: Let's talk, let's actually talk about that right now. Jordan, I think he's having a hell of a year right now. I mean, he went from being banned from the challenge to going on the OG show, hooking up with Naya, uh, being Darrell in that really intense elimination really just came back. And then now he comes in this season with the as a twist uh, there's stuff going on with Tori. He continued to be impressive in the dailies, the eliminations, he's messy. And now there's this Norris stuff. And what do you guys think of the Norris stuff?
1: Okay. For Narice, it's like, okay, I see what you're <laughs> doing. A- and listen, props to her, because I know that I, I'm a fickle person. Okay. My opinions will change constantly. I hate people who do produce storylines, but like Norris knows what she's doing like she's looking at who's around her. She's probably not winning this season. How can she get a call back? And she's doing what she needs to do. What I will say too, about that whole situation, Tori made super valid arguments about like how that is hurtful to have to see Me and Zoe talked about this through text the other day, like how it's hurtful to see like somebody that you used to love hook up in front of you. Jordan did not play like, the I'm sorry card. He said, it is hurtful. And imagine how I had to feel when you were doing this on television, when I wasn't there. And when we were still together and who knows the logistics behind that, but like, he kind of got bucked with Tori. I was talking about like, this is reminding me why I did not stay with you. It was always the Tori show. And if you felt a certain way, I had to feel the same way too. And we're not even together. And it's such a dynamic situation because I see both sides that I'm like, yeah, give me more of this. Cause this is real drama that in, impacts people's real lives.
2: It's authentic, that's for sure. I, just watching the preview, I was like gutted for her because as someone that is um, sometimes delusional about love <laughs> um, and like a hopeless romantic and a dumbass, um I think that she was crawling into his bed, catching feelings, falling right back in love with him. And she did not see it coming. And honestly, neither did I. I, 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 if I had been in my ex-partner's bed naked and the next day he was flirting with someone right in front of me, I would lose my shit. And I don't think that would be being the Zoe show. I think that would be, like, a completely reasonable reaction. Like you said, Luke, I also understand where he's coming from. It seems a little spiteful. And, but also, is fucking beautiful. And, Any fucking straight man or bisexual, gay woman, any person that likes women, Narice is it. I get it.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Just the whole, like, visual of him waiting for Narice in her bed and, like, the honey, I'm home. It was just like, oh, my God, you're really doing this in her face. And it's not that Narice could play the card of, like, I didn't know about this. Who doesn't know about this We're going on the show? But she talked about it with Olivia, like, I don't want to, like, hurt Tori. And here came Olivia being Olivia, like, ah, she's not your friend. Do what you want to do. It was just, like, I, I felt for the people involved. But as a viewer, it was like, yeah, more of this. I was good for Tori. I was just, like, I felt so
0: bad for her, too. Because, like, I I could see Jordan's argument if he didn't get into her bed earlier in the season. If it was just, if it was just that, it was just that's where it just felt so emotionally manipulative to me and the honey of home. I was just like, ah, this is, this is a step over the line for me a bit too much. Great TV, great TV, because I cared.
1: I actually cared about this versus almost everything else in the show. But yeah, not, <laughs> I, I was good. When I have to think too, like, if you're Tori, you didn't know this man was even gonna be on the season. You got that gut punch. You get close to him and you think, okay, he's gonna help me. He's possibly gonna still ride for me. Like perhaps he, he's her biggest ride or die, even though they're ex-fiances. And then for that to happen, it's like, whoa, when, when did this happen? Norese? Wasn't she just hooking up with somebody else four weeks ago? God. It, 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 I'm so glad they're here, though, because, like, what, what would we be talking about if not? Right. And people can say what they want about Norese, because if you scroll through your timeline during a challenge episode, like, there's lots to say. The girl knows how to make TV. Any show she's been on, it's been like, okay, drama.
2: Yeah, she was great on X on the Beach. She was the highlight of, one of the highlights of her already the one season for me, which, a mm-hmm. season that I loved. But she was up there. I'm so happy that she finally made it on the challenge, and I hope we see her a lot in the future. So like, T. J.
0: She's on like TJ wild. She's been wildly impressive, like, on all like levels for me this season. It's I, I mean, I, I don't know what I expected, and it's just she's sort of above expectations. Uh, her partner, Nelson, which, like, Let's just talk about a couple weeks he had. Let's because like we weren't talking about the podcast last week. Him saving uh, Fessy over over Olivia, that was an all time bonehead move. And I saw a lot of people be like, "Well, he's known Fessy for like longer. They had a pre game stuff. Uh, he has more allies going forward. He's more likely to win." And here's what I say. Even if that is all true, just the optics of like being loyal to the guy that F'd you over over a strong female competitor who has your back like number 1 it just tells everyone else in the game they can backstab you any moment without any fear of you coming back at them it is just a bad optic move
1: where it just you look so weak and dumb he could have easily said Fessy I love our friendship and how we've mended it but I'm in a tight spot you've thrown me in before I hate that it comes down to this, but Olivia's been riding for me and has not betrayed me before. It's not personal, but this is just the game move I have to make. Fessy would have had his little crybaby confessional and then have been over it because he would have understood.
2: He had every excuse. It was like perfectly lined up for him to do exactly what he had to do. And it was it was so stupid. But are we surprised? We're not talking about a genius here.
1: No. And I want to point out, too, we were talking about Narice being impressive today in the daily. They were crushing it, absolutely crushing it. And then Nelson interfering with the puzzle kind of put a huge halt to that. I know that Narice is looking smart because Nelson's her partner, but like she does a lot of smart stuff, even exempting who her partner is. Like the last daily that they won, like that was solely on her. And each week she just looks so good in the confessionals too, and it's like it's, it's hard for me not to tweet
0: that. Like I, I didn't this week, but I think I've done it basically every other week. There, she's again, she just beats the expectations I've had. She's been amazing. I want to see her on another season just to see how she like stacks up. Um, yeah, Nelson though, like it's so dumb. But I remember someone tweeted like, it, like people who are Nelson fans, are you still his like fans after the season? I'm like, I'm like actually if you were ever his fan it's his actions that are keeping you his fan because he just picks the wrong choice at every move like you, you it, it's like one of those like pick your own adventure things and nelson somehow picks the wrong turn every single time it, you don't even know how it's possible yeah
2: yeah people like him for the chaos and for the idiocy like that's what it is you're not liking him because you think that he's gonna all of a sudden like come on and dominate his season you're coming on because he's gonna say things like needy-greedy in an confessional like that's what
0: we not uh, i can't believe olivia like like cops is saying she had real feelings for him too i love olivia and like it's tough Cause like i i think there's like an argument that olivia is like I, i'm not i don't want to say i i think olivia is like maybe already like the new face of the challenge like i think she just gets all these confessionals that are like why is Olivia talking right now? Because she has like no relevance to the conversation, but it's just she just knows how to talk. She knows how to have a presence, and she's a solid competitor. Um, it's just she's an interesting figure. I think her and Harazi are getting pushed to the moon. I think next season they're going to be on the billboard. Like, it's it's they're they're just interesting to watch because I I think they haven't been good the last few weeks as a whole. Like, but they're still getting,
1: you know, put at the forefront. Yeah, I would agree, and I think. They are great. I'm not going to discredit them there. But I think one thing that is helping Olivia, she gives fun confessionals. And that's one thing Hmm. that's really lacking this season. Because if you're a vet, you are not on the show to give fun confessionals. Like you compete, you get your check, like you don't have to prove yourself. All these other people are like mid range or have not been on reality TV. She gets it. And she's just fun to watch.
2: Yeah, she's bringing what we're missing from, like, the Lavender Ladies. Like, we need an Ashley. We need an Amanda. We need Marie Confessionals. We need Shane Confessionals. Like, that's that level of entertainment that is sorely missing. Because, like, Bananas' shtick only goes so far. Nelson, you can only hear something, say something stupid so many times. And, like, I love Nani, but she's just, she's like an emotional person in her confession. She's floating it in she's yeah. running
0: it in like she's just she's checked out a little not like she's she's in the game but when it comes to that part of television yeah she's she's not i mean she even told johnny it's like i feel like i should be playing the social game but then i just don't really care about people in this house that much she's like i'm just with casey so thank you for doing that uh there are other people on the show who just can't give a confessional at all unfortunately um I really like Mariah. I think she's very cool on Twitter, but like every time she gives a confessional, it really just looks like she's reading off a teleprompter. And I just want more. I want more. I want her to be good on this show. But what we've seen, it just hasn't been there.
1: Yeah, I was telling somebody they were like, Mariah's so robotic. I'm like, well, she's a fembot, like just like Ginny West. The only difference is Ginny West was coded to be sassy and British on top of being a fembot. It's the difference. Mariah was just coded to be dull Miami and that's okay. Beautiful girl, but like not great for television. I have to say too, and Zoe's probably going to kill me for this. I really am tired of seeing honey and t- listen, and just the same group season after season. If Ashley ever gets to return, people are going to relish that whenever Teresa returned, I was never a big Teresa fan, but it was like, this is really cool. People lose their luster, and not that Nani's not a lustrous person, but, like, she is in that mode of, like, I'm going to get my check and go her. She deserves that. But, like, we're not getting entertainment, and
2: I hate to say it, but, like. I I completely understand what you're saying. Like, I'm not going to say and sit here and say that Nani is, like, driving the entertainment on the season. My love for her is is deep and undying, and so, like, she could come on and be – Kenny on this season and like you literally never see her and I'd still root for her because my love goes back so far but like I hear you that you're not wrong
1: <laughs> I just feel like I'm hopeful because the Dirty 30 trilogy like we had a set group, group of people World of the Worlds 1 set off like a lot of internationals for a few seasons but double agent spies lies and allies and then Ryder dies it's like these people are so oversaturated because they're still lingering from that World of the Worlds era And I'm beating a dead horse because people always say, like, we need some other people brought in, even with those people, because it will bring out certain pieces of their personality. As much as Teresa's a big hater, it was fun to see Nani be passionate about, like, a past relationship that was sour. I don't think that just because Nani's with Casey means she has to be boring, and I think that's the push that people have. Give her some people that don't like her. We're going to see her go into that Nani mode of, like, oh, you're not going to walk all over me.
2: Yeah, well, we don't need to bring Car Maria back, but that would do it,
1: too. Well, even like we said this the first episode, even had Kayla and Sam lasted enough to like see Johnny and Nani in the game, it would have been a cool different perspective because Kayla would have rode or Nani would have rode with Kayla as opposed to having to stick with Tori and Nisa. They probably still would have worked together, but like Kayla's a face that's not been on in several years. It would have been fun to see It's just getting really stale and has been since Double Agents episode one.
2: <laughs> I I want an Exus season. I think that we have built up perfectly to Exus three and I think it's time.
1: I put out a tweet the other day. It got a thousand, engagement.
0: A thousand likes, over eleven 1, 1, hundred likes. Luke's tweet is one of the best tweets I've ever seen, one of the best fantasy cats I've ever seen. Go to twitter.com. Final reckoning, the eyes are else.
2: <laughs> I just want to say that I inspired the She did. So she I'm, did. Gonna, I'm gonna take a little bit of credit, even though I don't deserve it.
1: And, and she was even gracious enough to allow Cara Maria on the cast because here's the thing, too. We're getting off topic, but who cares? The episodes suck. I'm sorry. Cara Maria is a little bit insufferable, insufferable, but, like, bring her on in today's, like, I don't want to say climate, but, like, climate of the challenge. People don't like her. It would be an uphill struggle for her, and she'd either go out early and people could be satisfied, or we would truly see her work for. Like Her spot in the game, and I feel like that would be fun. I'm sorry. You, even if you hate her, you've got to have somebody to hate in the season. I'm, Who do a, right, right now, I'm thinking, the of the,
0: I'm thinking about the cryptic Instagram posts she would post if she or like comments if she lost early. Uh, cause Carmine was always the biggest complainer back in the day. When she when she would lose, she's all like, I can't believe we don't have weight divisions on the show. When she lose to Laurel in like a headbanger, and she's all like, Oh, how am I gonna beat this person? They're a runner. I'm not a runner type person. And it was it's it just so funny that like, cause she was the biggest like excuse person ever. And people are like, Yeah, Kara was never afraid of anyone. It's like Kara made so many excuses back in the day. There's that one daily challenge with her and Cook. She's like, Oh my god, my my knee pad fell. And Cook's like, Just pick it up. Just run.
1: I just imagine a world where Kayla surpassed the first episode and you've got Kayla, Tori, Laurel, Nani, uh, who else? And then Kara shows up. She'd be the For- first person they target, but it would also be like, ha, this is funny. Like this is intertwined from even past seasons. Yeah,
2: I wonder if she would do it without Polly. I like I, I don't know if she would. She and just has the craziest has
1: no- thing is Polly would do it without her on the beach. <laughs>
2: in a heartbeat but like she has no spine she has no understanding of who she is as a person which is why my depth of hate for her is as strong as my love for nani so
0: you know what i would love at this point like a pay-per-view type event where it was just a bunch of challengers independently doing eliminations like 1v1 like kind of like you know how they're the celebrity boxing events like oh hey we're gonna put these two people and they're gonna do a pole wrestle and they're going to do a hall roll. And I feel like a lot of people would watch that at this point. Because there's some dream matchups I would just like love to see. And I feel like they would get paid out a decent amount at this point.
2: I'm into that. Yeah. I also want yeah. to participate in it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh. I would lose, but that's okay. No, I, I didn't say I'd like to see. I'd say i like to see
0: you guys participate. I'm like, I'd, I'd, like, I'd like to watch that. <laughs>
1: um, let's see. I will say... There was a scene in the previews for the remainder of the season where TJ was like, tonight's a special night. Bring them out. And I'm like, what is this all about? Is it, like, just trickery to make us think that more people are coming in? Because I don't think there are. Like, what is that about?
2: It's a good question. Yeah. I am intrigued. Like, they've got me hooked for next week because I do want to see what's going to happen with this. But... Yeah, I don't know. I just, I'm on. I'm a little bit on the edge of my seat, but I'm also kind of like grinding my teeth and just preparing for the worst, also. So hopefully, something.
1: yeah.
0: And oh yeah, um, for people who like <laughs> listen to this podcast and talk about the episode, I guess there was a mini final. Fessy and Mariah absolutely killed it. Uh, Devin could not believe that Fessy could do a third grade puzzle and knew just general geography. Um, right. Uh, but they actually did just dominate completely. And Fessy, I think I've mentioned before, he's messy, but he does have a little bit of book smarts on him. Um, they picked the teams, and it's just funny that, like, Fessy is just immediately, like, thrown right into the bus, like, I'm building the best team possible. Which, I mean, play for yourself. That's smart. Uh, and... Well-
2: His most brilliant move is picking Casey because you get a very strong competitor and give Mariah a very weak competitor. And that's like a strategy that really works in this schoolyard pick.
0: And yeah, the same thing goes with like Jordan and Issa. There's no, there's no bigger gap
1: between the two. Um, I mean. (laughs) Mariah tweeted like probably like halfway through the episode towards the end of the episode, like, my team might not stack up that well, but I couldn't run the risk of having uh, both Kenny and Anissa on my team. And I'm like, oh, my God.
2: She said it. We thought it.
1: Right. <laughs> well, everybody tiptoes around it. But like even Anissa said today, like, no surprise here. I'm not a good performer. I'm slow. I'm like, then do something about it before showing back up on the show. Hello?
2: You heard <laughs> you're big <sick laughs> enough that she can hire a personal trainer. I'm so sick of her being like. I deserve to win, but I can't run a block.
0: Like, <laughs> I can't. She's like, I'm going to be passing people up. And I'm like, are you? Are you going to be passing up that many? Like, I. it's not like you're Ashley Mitchell in puzzles. You're not that good.
1: And this is a little out of left field. Don't really care. I wish this twist had happened last week, because I do think Jay and Michelle had a huge chance of winning a baby like this, and that would have been messy. But it also would have saved them a little bit. Like, Sure, they would have been the number one target, but with them being on teams with people, they're both, well, Michelle is a good social player for the most part, aside from her messiness. Maybe, not, maybe we retract that statement. Michelle attempts to have a good social game, and she probably could have saved Jay and vice versa. But that's how the cookie crumbles. Gone but never yeah.
2: forgotten. I think her and Jay being paired, they were kind of screwed because he wasn't going to lay low. I think if it had been an individual, Dual season, she could have just laid back for a long time, but she couldn't do that with Jay. I hope they come back too, mostly Michelle. But yeah. Mm-hmm. So
0: yeah. the teams are Mariah, Kenny, Nani, Nereese, Devin, Tori, Horacio, Amber, and Jordan. Tori's not on right. that team. No, yeah. they're not Tori. That's um Amber. <laughs> My bad. I just got used to saying Devin, Tori, like at the moment. Devin, mm-hmm. Horacio. Yeah. All right amber jordan and the other team is anisa chauncey olivia tori uh fessy uh bananas i'm looking at the other team's photos trying to deduce based on their partner um casey nelson i didn't have the second team's photos up so i was just deducing based on like trying to figure it out uh one team looks a lot stronger than the other and it's the fessy team with bananas and all those
2: people I'm really hoping Horacio's little quip about them having too many chiefs on their team is foreshadowing because I think it's a good point. And I hope that they run into a challenge that's based heavily on communication because I think he has a good point there. They have a lot of people with a lot of ego who like to be in charge.
1: Yeah. And I also want to point out, like, there's a team that's really lean and that can come in handy on certain dailies. Yeah. Jordan, Amber, nani uh, Horacio like that's not a bad group mariah like
2: amber amber can run mm-hmm. like
1: yeah so like down i just uh devin, i think, even, when devin made his comment the other team outweighs us by 500 pounds i was like
2: don't say
1: it i'm not going to but my mind sparked <laughs> uh because yeah. they're so strong. <laughs> mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. I All I thought to myself was, like, whatever team had Bananas really wins out, because Bananas is the, the guy that's actually been on team seasons, so he always just knows, like, certain things that other people don't, certain strategies um, that really come in handy. And we saw that on Bloodlines, where, like, his team was just winning a bunch because he just, he just knew how to do certain things other people didn't. But yeah.
2: Devin was kind of brilliant on that, uh on that portion of spies lies and allies
0: he was he was really good he was he was definitely really good
2: he's a huge asset to that to our jordan too yeah jordan too to our slim team
1: yeah (laughs) the slim team and i hate Devin, by the way like let me just reiterate that i don't like Devin, but i can so respect the game that he's like transformed the past few seasons it's impressive
0: I thought he was great the last two seasons. This season, I just think he's like a – he's just like an afterthought a lot of the time. And I really hate to see it because, I mean, he's been put in a tough situation where Tori has a lot of stuff, and he's just been a good partner to her, and I respect that. But I kind of do miss the character aspect of him where I just want to see him more on screen, but he's playing a better game.
1: Yeah. Last season, he was an ass, just like some of the comments he made. It was, like, very entitled, but he played a smarter game. But you're right. We are missing in all reality TV these characters. And I get, like, you don't want to demonize someone on TV and, like, jeopardize their mental health. But in the same sense, like, people go on these shows knowing that there's an edit, knowing the character they're going to be playing. Like, who's the enemy this season? There isn't one.
2: I also think, like, there's a legitimate piece that when you don't, when you're not as big of a character, you it you just play a better game because you're not making as many enemies and you're not making waves. And so people who really want to win... Who are going to get casted and know they're going to get casted can have that luxury of taking a back seat a little bit. As we've seen mm. with all our vets.
1: The exception being Ashley Mitchell, but you're so right. You got
0: you got Wes too. I think Wes is that I mean
1: yeah. that's, but that's why he also loses a lot.
2: And Jordan this season, frankly. Yeah. But Jordan's that good. That's that's the problem. He's like that mm-hmm. good.
0: So, that's our thoughts on, like, what's going on in the challenge. Anything else you guys want to say before we sign off?
2: Um, If people have recommendations for team names for our new teams, I would love to see those in the comments because I just have, like, the Slim Gyms in mind for one team, and I'm not there on our (laughs) other team yet. And so, I'm just really curious if anyone can come up with something fun.
1: The Slim Team and Team (laughs) 2.
2: Team (laughs) 2. (laughs)
1: team two tons i don't know
2: (laughs) call him the beta so i would really piss him off
0: (laughs) all right well make sure to subscribe to caffeine confessionals hit like on this video follow zoe on twitter at zoe trimbo Follow luke (laughs) on twitter at final reckon i'm going to retweet his fantasy cast again i think i have retweeted twice every time i see it i'm just so amazed by how good it is and zoe also contributed they're both brilliant they're both amazing they're both beautiful my name's aligiri have a great day everyone
2: Bye now.